Welcome back to 613 Ramban. We are up to the fifth Aliyah in Parshas Toldos, and we find Yitzchak concluding his peace treaty with Abimelech. Immediately afterwards, we are told that Yitzchak and his shepherds find new, a new well, and this is the final well, the seventh well that he digs, and therefore it's called Be'er Sheva, and that is the source of our city that we know as Be'er Sheva, is based on the well that Yitzchak's shepherds found in that place. The Torah then describes Yitzchak's son Esav marrying two Canaanite women, obviously something which gives us some indication of his character. And after that, we find Yitzchak telling Esav that he is getting old and he doesn't know when he's going to die, and therefore he wants to give Esav his brachos, his blessings. Uh, The blessings themselves, the Ramban understands, are of a completely spiritual nature. There are those who understand those blessings were specifically focused on the physical. Uh, the read, a careful read of the text, would seem to almost indicate that it's both physical and spiritual, but one way or the other, the Ramban is clear that he understands that the focus of these blessings, this is really the blessings that were given from Avram to Yitzchak, and now Yitzchak is able to give those blessings, a spiritual legacy, um, over to his children, and therefore what is about to take place is is critical. And therefore Rivka steps in, as we know, and she encourages her son Yaakov to pretend that he's Esav, and we know the rest of the tale. It is worth asking why in the world did Rivka not just tell Yitzchak the truth? And it's a question asked by a number of commentators and some fascinating explanations. The Ramban's explanation is a very interesting one. He says that although it is possible that Yitzchak would have listened to Rivka, especially had Rivka said, I had a nevuah, I had a prophecy, I received a prophecy uh, telling me that the younger son is going to be the more spiritual one. Nonetheless, what would happen is since Yitzchak loved his son Esau so much, even if he would agree, and he would, be, he would agree that he, he can't compete, he can't argue with the prophecy, and he would end up giving the brachos to Yaakov, he would do so begrudgingly. He would do so with half a heart. And Rivka wanted to ensure that the brachos that were given from Yitzchak to the next generation, specifically to Yaakov, were done, but later Mali with a full heart. And therefore, she feels, she understands that it's better to deceive Yitzchak so that he thinks he's giving the bracha to the son that he truly loves, the son uh, to Esav. And in doing so, Yaakov is able to receive the brachos with a very full heart. It's a very challenging passage. And I would just mention uh, that it's worth, uh, if you have a moment, there is an approach by Rav Hirsch, which uh, I have recorded in an, another uh, podcast over here. You can just scroll down and where he explains a very, very different approach to this entire episode worth um, just worth either seeing inside or listening to the podcast because it's a fascinating approach and answers many of the questions that I think many of us have been asking about this episode for many years. Have a wonderful day and we'll continue tomorrow. <laughs>